and welcome to the Bullcast Podcast. I'm Katie Pickler, and with me as always is my wonderful co-host, Court Winsett. Good afternoon, Katie. You assume it's afternoon. I mean, I mean, what if one these people are listening to it at night? Whatever time it is, welcome and cue that opening bell, Cam. Time does not exist in Bullcastlandia, <laughs> apparently. Okie dokie. So, there is a holiday coming up. Mm, tell I, me, tell I mean, me. I can't yeah, wait. Yeah, you better get your decorations ready. You better mm-hmm. get ready for it mm-hmm. because uh, August 14th yes. is uh-huh. Social Security Day. That is such a lame holiday. <laughs> what is- What decorations would you use for this holiday? Like well, of social security you'd, cards you'd dangling. Make, yeah, you make yeah. copies of your social security card and put out for the public to oh, see. Oh, that's right? totally or safe. To all <laughs> over the place. We do not recommend this. Do not do that. <laughs> I would litter my yard with social security cards. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe you could uh, use it as an opportunity to get your friends together, introduce them to Bullcast, and listen to this episode. Now we're Buy talking. a pizza, maybe. Maybe there's some six packs in there. I don't know. Whatever you want to do. Go crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but so on social security day yeah. just so we're clear we're celebrating social security so day. i didn't actually realize this was a day um i mean there is a day for everything now but yeah our articles suggest that on this day you should be baking or cooking and taking it to a soup kitchen you should volunteer to work a shift maybe at that soup kitchen send the kids out to mow the lawn for an elderly neighbor or have a yard sale and donate proceeds to a homeless charity have fun but be generous on this day okay i know i must be kind <laughs> i know i must project a kind and and considerate and sensitive image but oh my word i'm getting sick just hearing all of this this is just some well so hang on court we have mentioned social security before especially in the retirement episode we talked about how a lot of people just use social security as their retirement and that's not your option that's not something you need to be working on because you need to make sure you build up your retirement assets as well but what we want to do with this episode is dive a little deeper of just kind of what is Social Security, why should you care about it, and especially I'm talking to you young folks that may be listening to this. Yes, I'm in this group too. It's why it should be important and why you should care about this system that's been around for a long time. Because, you know, your Social Security number, you need this to get a job, to collect benefits, taxes, bank accounts. I mean... Everything's done with your Social Security number. Everything. Yeah, it's originally this lovely nine-digit number was to track individuals, but now it's kind of become your your ID, your tax identification number. I remember back in you know college days for a little bit, it was your college, your uh, your, your like, it was my my student ID. Yeah, number. your student ID, but then a lot, yeah. yeah, it's they use Social Security a lot more, and now we're realizing with fraud and stuff, yeah. you've got to protect Can't yourself. Can't put that stuff out there like that. Come on. Yes, because uh, there's a lot of fraud that happens with Social Security. Mm, so what are we thinking we're going to do today as far as our, our, our list is concerned? Because we gotta, we got to do the list before we actually get into the, the, you know, the other stuff. Well, I tried to get on pop culture, and I couldn't really find a lot of movies where they use Social Security. Um, so we actually, discovering, found there's a lot of crimes associated with Social Security. And this isn't just the... The scammers calling you, but there's some dark crimes that happen just for Social Security benefits. So, kind of put a list together. You want to go round robin on it, Corey? Yeah, sure. Let's do round robin. Okay, number one, St. Clair man who pretended to be his dead mother in a phone conversation with investigators, even raising his pitch to sound more convincing. Frank Johnston stole over $174,609. 
from the social security system. That's ridiculous. <laughs> How about this? A man who owns a mailbox business for decades admitted in May of 2021 that he has committed fraud for nearly 43 years. Ooh. George, 76, stole 400 over $458,000 in the name of an aunt who died in 1971. He also got a stimulus check for her. Um, so his aunt from Brooklyn's death was never reported. He changed her address. When the Social Security office, Andy Fraud, did an investigation on the second oldest living person, 114, they discovered the truth. <laughs> uh, so he's going to go to jail for 10 years, but uh, he'll spend about 10 to 16 months and uh, pay, pay back the money. <laughs> wow. Okay, a Virginia man's live-in girlfriend was investigated because she was receiving monthly checks, but never the boyfriend was never available. Turns out she murdered him, and he was at the bottom of the Damn. well. <laughs> Furthermore, they found out she was also receiving checks from her first husband two decades before and uncovered that she had murdered him as well. Awesome. That so was a roller coaster. That's, Whoa. that's amazing. <laughs> so not only are we talking some social security fraud, but oh, we're but talking murder. murder. Okay, so she's a psycho path. Yep. Uh, in Louisiana, a woman who allegedly helped stuff the body of her roommate's dead father into an ice chest and stole almost $34,000 of his checks. <laughs> is this about Social Security? <laughs> it is. This, this is serious. Okay, what about a gentleman not only stole his deceased mother's Social Security benefits, but he also poses his mother, complete with a flowered dress and hat, to keep his fraud scheme going for years. He also had mortgage fraud and grand larceny. Lord. Just <laughs> Lord. Then, okay, so there's the case of the man. You used a ca he, uh, he used a cane for his medical examination to get disability, but then it was discovered he bought the cane at the pharmacy on his way to the appointment and then returned it for a cash <laughs> refund on his way home. <laughs> wow. Nice. I don't know if like, crazy or smart. <laughs> um, okay, a former Social Security worker has spent four years in prison for collecting hundreds of thousands of dollars in fraudulent benefits. She used her credentials to reroute $732,000 to her own bank account. Yes. Used that money to pay mortgage, credit Hell cards. yeah. And also bought herself a 2015 Mercedes Benz. Nice. Yeah. Mmm, fraud is good. <laughs> No, I'm sorry. Fraud is bad. Wow. No. Fraud yeah. is bad, no. people. to get Bi that. Byron back. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so what about the Atlanta couple who was arrested on charges of laundering $400,000 in Social Security in a Social Security phone scam? They took advantage of over 24 victims. Oh, so y'all, people do fall for those calls that ask for your Social Security number. I just number. don't know how. I just you don't know You think about how. the elderly and the vulnerable. I like, know. it happens. Okay, a Redford man allegedly paid a homeless woman to pose as his dead mother when investigators came to his house to verify she was still alive. He stole over 97000 Okay, so there was a Detroit man who took on his dead mom's identity for, wait for it, <laughs> 25 years. Ooh. His name was Otis and hers was Lotus. <laughs> <laughs> He collected like $260,000 in total. I just have to point, like Cam's face, he has not heard any of these stories, and he's just like, jaw about to hit the table. The most shocking part of this list so far is that none of them has started with a Florida man. You know, all the news stories are a Florida man. Yeah. Yep. yep. A Ferndale, the last one, our Ferndale mother who allegedly hit her son 
hid her son's death from the government for 24 years, pretending at one point her child was in Ecuador having surgery, and then claimed that he had died there, asked the Social Security Administration to send money to bring his body back to the U.S. when he had been dead for decades. She stole over 292000 in benefits meant for her late son. Wow. That is a great mom. That is a wonderful mother. <laughs> Loving... Caring, wanting to carry on her son's legacy really is what she was doing. My thing is these people have all these dead bodies they're keeping around just to get these checks. Yeah. Oof. Okay, that is our list of the social security crimes that are out there. I feel like we're a true crime podcast now. I mean, that would be great. Oh, listen, y'all, y'all don't even know. Y'all don't even know. Corey, been... you want to remind our listeners what kind of podcast we are? We're not we're, true crime. <laughs> we're a financial podcast, ladies and gentlemen. We're finance made easy. <laughs> so, Katie, why don't we get to the actual main part of Let's our podcast? Let's get to our meat and potatoes. Uh, so, what is social security? It was created to promote the economic security of the nation's people. It goes back to 1930s, Great Depression, America facing the worst economic crisis of modern times. Here we go. August 14th. That's why that's the date. August 14th, 1934. Good old President Roosevelt signed Social Security Act as part of the New Deal. Hmm. Franklin Delano Roosevelt. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, and what was this deal supposed to do, Court? Uh, help people. Yeah, so it's designed to pay retired workers <laughs> age 65 or older and a continued income after retirement. And then a couple of dates, you know, put in the back pocket for you. 1939, survivor's insurance was introduced. 1956, disabilities insurance. 1965, good old Medicare. Mm-hmm. And 1972, the Supplemental Security Income. It's a needs-based program funded by the U.S. Treasury General Fund to provide payments to people with limited income and resources who are age 65 or older, blind, or disabled. And children with disabilities also can get Social Security income, too. SSI. Yeah, let me tell you, uh, Supplemental Security income is not a lot of money. You get... Um, back when I was, uh, in court a lot, uh, the, the people that were receiving it were always, re- they, they were receiving like $770 per month. Yeah. Um, it's probably higher than that now, but I mean, it is not a lot of money. It's certainly not enough to live off of. Well, it's supplemental income. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean it's your full income, just right. as social security income for retirement is not your full retirement the income. The thing is, you would see a lot of these people coming in and this is their, this is the only money they get because they're disabled. They've, they've proven to, to the social security administration satisfaction that they're disabled. So they're receiving SSI and it's the only, it's the only income they've got. They don't, they don't work. They can't, you know, they don't have another job. They don't have any other source of income. And they're living off of this. They're living wow. off of SSI. And that's it. It's crazy. That is crazy. So something that I thought was interesting, I just assumed that, you know, everybody at birth got your social security number. And because that's kind of how it is now. You actually apply for it with the birth certificate. But it was before 1986, people often didn't get their social security numbers until the age of 14. And it was the tax reform of 1986 that required parents to list the Social Security number for each dependent over the age of five who the parent wanted to claim a tax deduction. It's interesting. I was certainly, you know, around before 1986, and I know I had my Social Security number long before I was 14 years old. Yeah, I think it must have been one of those that that's when it really got into where you have to get this, but I assume that a lot of people, it's just at birth. Mm-hmm. Um, and... You may be questioning one of those if you've ever, you know, just had a conversation and shared your social security number with each other. 
hopefully you're not doing that, but you may have come across it if you're sharing with a spouse or something like that, mm-hmm. that uh, those first three numbers, mm-hmm. so up until 2011, the first three numbers would actually signify what state you were from. So, I mean, okay. They, were, they had a bracket of like, the this range to this range meant you were from Tennessee. Mm-hmm. This range to this range, you were from Alabama. Um, but they just don't do that anymore. They don't. Well, but think about how many people are out there and how many social security numbers have been published or issued. 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 There you go. So, well, yeah. I mean, it's, it's a, it's, there's only nine digits. There, you know, nine, there are nine spaces, nine digits, yep. zero through nine that they could, that they you could possibly. come up with all these different yeah, combinations. Combinations. Um, yes. So, it, Social Security is more than retirement. It can help support your family when you die and provide monthly benefits when you retire or if you become severely disabled. Mm -hmm. Your work in Social Security covers employment, helps you and your family. So it, it's a good thing. You're actually paying into the system. You are. I mean, you know, everybody everybody that has a job with an employer that withholds from their paycheck, part of that money is going to Social Security. Yeah, and we're, we're going to talk about the credits here mm-hmm. in a second. Um, so... You know, who do, who do they serve? What it's, do you mean? Like Chick-fil-A? <laughs> My pleasure. <laughs> so no, it's, it's, it's everybody. It's serving so many people. It's the financial protection for our nation's people for over 80 years. Mm. Uh, chances are you know someone or you yourself may be receiving some kind of benefits from the Social Security government. Um, one in five Americans currently receive benefits. One third are disabled, dependent, or survivors. 63 plus million are beneficiaries. Over 47 million are retired workers. Over 10 million are disabled workers and dependents. Six million survivors of deceased workers. This is the one of the most successful anti-poverty programs in our country's history. That, how many how many anti-poverty programs have there been in our nation's history? I mean, I've just and I'm it's just a it's a rhetorical question. I don't expect you to rattle off the answer, but oh, I don't know. I mean, it just I, you know, it's the most successful anti-poverty. I'm like, how many have there ha- how many times have we failed? For <laughs> well, we we don't talk about the failures. We only talk <laughs> about our successes, Court, okay? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, their motto is, you know, support, service, and security. And it's, you know, that's Actually, on their website, you see these three words. Is this so we're clear? We're not doing a commercial <laughs> no, for the Social Security I know. I sound a little we, commercially. Yeah. I'm sorry. We're, we're getting into some other stuff. Don't worry. <laughs> okay. But, you know, support with you through life's journey. Service, putting you in control where you have access to this and can, you know, figure out what your benefits would be. And security, protecting you. Okay. So, you know, court, why, this sounds like a you section, the structure of Social Security Administration. Why does it sound like a me section? I don't know, because you like talking about the hierarchy and the org <laughs> chart and all of that. Oh, uh, you're not wrong. That's what's so sad about it. Um, okay, so it's uh, the Social Security Administration is headed by a commissioner. It has a staff of almost 6,000 employees. Its, uh, its main office is located in Baltimore, Maryland. Um, so it's just outside Washington, D.C. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's got 10 regional offices, uh, six processing senators, centers, and um, approximately 1,230 field offices. So most of your most of your cities, most of your major cities have a have a Social Security Administration field office. And that's where you would go to, to, to check about benefits and so on and so forth. Okay. So the average Joe who, you know. We're not talking about disability. We're not going to get into every nitty gritty thing because every case is different. Mm. But the average Joe, when can you draw? 
you can begin receiving benefits at age 62, but your payments will be greater if you wait until full retirement age. F-R-A. Full retirement age. And that's that random number you may hear a lot of people go, oh, well, it's currently 66 years and two months. Mm. But I mean, there is a specific of what is your full retirement age. And it's something that, you know, it's gradually going to be changing over time. It's, you know, 66 years and two months, but gradually rising to, you know, getting closer to 67. And another way that you can be drawing is if you are eligible for survivor benefits or disability insurance, then that's something that you can be collecting prior to this 62 or full retirement age. Okay, Court, you already talked about this a little bit, but you're allowed to have the floor and let's talk about the credits and the working and how you are paying into this. Okay, so for retirement, uh, to, to actually receive retirement bene- benefits, you have to have worked a certain a certain amount of time and and put in money from your paycheck for a certain period of time. And for for every paycheck and every every period of time that you've that you've been working actively employed and paying into the system, you get credits and you build up those credits. And you depending on the number of credits that you have uh, for having worked and having paid into the system. That will determine, A, your eligibility to actually receive benefits, mm-hmm. and B, uh, how much benefits you will receive. Yes. So um, for retirement benefits, you need to work at least 10 years. Um, the uh, credits, you can earn up to four credits per year, and you need to, to, quali- to qualify for full benefits, you need 40 credits total. There are there are different thresholds for retirement than there are for disability. Mm-hmm. Um, because obviously, I mean, one of the things that you've got to consider is disability is put in place for people who are injured and therefore can no longer work. Yeah. And if you've been paying into the system, but you, you haven't necessarily been, you know, doing it for 40 credits worth, but you got injured before you could reach that max, then, you know, they may, they may cut you some slack. Yeah. And there's a lot of times that people don't realize that they are getting credits and we have to tell them, oh no, that, that counted as credits. But there's some people who aren't getting credits that are working active jobs. Whoa, whoa, <laughs> what? Yeah. So there's certain government jobs and then self-employed individuals, they are not paying into social security. And so they're not building their credits. But what about the what about the um, the you know the self employment tax? That's different. Okay. Self employment tax is not Social Security tax that you're paying. Hmm. So if you're if you see on your paycheck your pay stub that it's not going to Social Security, then you're not paying into credits. You are not getting those you know required hours to work this out. And so that seems like a bull. Well, and there's actually an income related to it as well. In 2021, an individual receives one credit. For each $1,470 in income, and it still maxes it. You you can't be an overachiever. You can only get four credits per year. So a lot of people think, oh, that little job I worked in high school or whatever. If you have a minimum wage job, $7.25 an hour, Mm -hmm. you'll need 202.75 hours of work to receive one credit. So by working just 15 hours a week at this wage, you'll earn the max credits per year. So part-time work can still turn into Social Security credits. So don't discredit those jobs. They they get some credit. Yeah, you don't have to work full-time. You don't have to be a salaried employee making you know $90,000 a year to get your credits or $30,000 yeah. a year to get your credits. It's 
it's the time that you put in the, if you're getting paid and they're withholding and paying in, then you're, you're getting, you know, you're getting your points. Yeah. And, and that's where a lot of times with the financial planning aspect, we keep that in mind of making sure if somebody's trying to decide what amount they're going to work, if they have the luxury to go part-time, we make sure we keep in mind, okay, well, do we need to keep building up your credits? Okay. What do you need to be working in order to do this? Yeah. So uh, what about this, though? Um, I'm in my late 40s. I really don't see me making it to 62. Uh, certainly not 67, probably not 62. I'm, I'm figuring I may be going to cut and run. Uh, you know, I'll be kicking kicking off the face of this earth in around age 55. So I didn't even make it to 62 before I died. What happens to all those credits I built up? Because I mean, I'm, I've been working since I was in my 20s, and I'm pretty sure I probably already have the full 40 credits. Yeah, I would think you would. So again, everything is case by case, and it's a court your favorite phrase, it depends. (laughs) But um, the minimum to draw is 62. So if someone dies young, dependent children and spouses may be entitled to their benefits. Ah, so my wife can can get my stuff. Yeah, but so at age 60, the widow or widower can receive Social Security benefits based on their deceased spouse's earning record. Mm -hmm. So that's where you can then pull those numbers. But it's not going to be if you pass away at 45. Right. It would have to wait. She'd and, have to wait. Yeah, she'd have to wait till 60, 62. Oh, I said 55, so. Okay, yeah. sorry. Yeah. I, I made you younger. It's yeah. fine. <laughs> um, but terminally ill patients also can apply for um, different disabilities, which means they will receive some benefits prior to them passing away. So if you knew you were terminal, then there are things that are available to help you. But kind of when you talked about with the supplemental, su- supplemental security income, This isn't necessarily going to be a cash cow. This isn't going to be a lot of money, but it is just that what it is, a supplemental income coming in that you have these benefits available for the work and the money you've put in. Yeah, I want my money back. If I know I'm going to die, and especially if if there's nobody else that's going to be able to benefit from my from my uh, earnings and, and, and and deposits, for want of a better way to put it, my credits. Um, if I didn't have any family and I knew I was terminally ill, then I want that money back before I die. Okay. Well, here's another thing that unfortunately is extremely common nowadays and that's divorce. So when you get married and I'm I'm going to touch on this in a minute about when you get married, you actually have an ownership and there is something that you will run an analysis about your spouse's social security and your social security benefits. But um, I kind of jumped ahead with this divorce comment, but I will tell you that even if you are divorced, there's a possibility that you still could be entitled to your ex's benefits. Yeah, if you don't remarry. If you don't remarry. And if you were married, um, was it 10 years? Yeah, it's at least 10 years um, and, and you haven't remarried. Then even though you got divorced, you can still get uh, spouse's benefits when you when you reach the proper age. Okay. Well, so court, say uh, we're ready to draw. We're we are ready to pull the trigger. We have determined that we are ready to do this. So first click, off, click pull. <laughs> first off, we gotta make sure this is the right decision. Something we do on a ongoing basis. I feel like almost every day we are running the numbers to try and decide when is the best time for someone to. Turn on the spigot, as David Pickler likes to say, mm. and start that faucet of this Social Security money coming in. Yeah, latest possible for me. Yeah. But that's just me. I so, mean, yeah, because it's one of those, are you considering working? Because that plays into it. Mm-hmm. You can still work if you are below the full retirement age and earn more than a certain amount. Your monthly benefits will be temporarily reduced. 
Once you reach full retirement age, reduction is eliminated and benefits will increase to make up what you had lost over time. But so here it is. Think about this. You will forfeit $1 in benefits for every $2 you make over the earning limit, which is $18,960 in 2021. Once past full retirement age, the earnings test does disappear. But so, okay. So basically, if you if you start drawing before full retirement age mm-hmm. and you continue to work, then you're going to get gigged for, for anything you make over uh, almost $19,000. Yeah. Just... So if you want to have your little part-time gig, but you also want to get your social security, you got to make sure it's under that 18, nine. Mm-hmm. And just so that's where it's trying to figure out when's the right time to pull the trigger. And it's how much do you get? Well, there's a lot of factors with that. It takes into the credits. It takes into your earnings. They mm-hmm. take your 35 highest earning years calculated on an inflated adjusted average, plug in this lovely little formula to determine your benefits. And you're going, oh. I don't want to do this formula as well. The Social Security website, like they said before, it's available. It's secure. They're there to support you. <laughs> you can go in there and as, you know, whatever age you are right now, you can figure this out. It'll show you the benefits you have. It's an estimate, as with everything, until you actually sign the dotted line. It is not, you know, guaranteed of that amount. You know, nothing's guaranteed, right? Right. Um, but it is an estimate. And it's, but how do you maximize this? As you said before, court, you hold off. Delay past full retirement age. It the Social Security increases your benefits eight percent a year until age seventy. Mm-hmm. After age seventy, you you don't get anything extra. There's you mean there's so not a gold star, but it, right. it's if you financially can hold off until age seventy to draw, mm-hmm. it will make a huge impact. Uh, let's see. I, it's not so much that I can necessarily. I, I just I don't feel like I'm going to be able to quit working until probably at least age seventy. So if I'm going to be working anyway, I might as well just go ahead and hold off on receiving the Social Security until. Until I hit 70. And then if I'm not going to get any benefit from going past 70, then at 70, I'll start yeah, taking the Yeah, you might as money. well. Yeah. And that's where there is, the closer you get to retirement, that's where you do these financial plannings and you do this analysis and figure out what is the best option? What are the different scenarios and how does it impact you? But, you know, Social Security is going to take into consideration the cost of living adjustments and they're going to keep up with that for the dollar amount you're getting. But, uh, you know, I talked about divorce, but I probably should go backwards. And, you know, the past couple episodes, we talked about marriage and, you know, mm. merging your finances. Well, Social Security is part of that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You get some uh, you get some money just for being married to a person. Really? Where's my check? <laughs> I want a check. <laughs> well, tell us about the spousal benefits, Court. Okay, so it's really, I mean, it's... I'll, I'll I'll simplify it, oversimplify it, possibly, and then you know, then we can get into a little bit more detail. But basically, if you're if you're married to someone and they've been a, a higher earner than you, and they're entitled to higher Social Security benefits than you are, then uh, you can take um, half of their benefit. So if they're if they're entitled to two thousand dollars in benefits per month, then you could get a thousand. Uh, and if you so, does that mean that I take their money from them? No, 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 no. Okay. They still get their benefit. Okay, good. Um, it, 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 furthermore, if you were like, say, for instance, you were only going to be entitled to Social Security benefits of like five hundred, mm-hmm. um, but if you take your spousal benefit, then you get a thousand. Obviously, you're better off. You get a pay raise. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So when when you start talking about taking, when am I going to start drawing on my Social Security benefits? 
when you talk about that, you need to talk about it not just in the context of how old are you and you know when is your retirement age, but also how old is your spouse? When is your spouse's retirement age? How much benefit are they going to receive when they retire? Mm-hmm. Who is going to receive the better the the better the better payoff? And so you have to time it all properly so that you so that you make sure that you're you're maximizing the benefits that you can get. Yeah, this is not just one of those that you just kind of get a whim and go, oh, okay, I'm going to sign up today. Like, take a second. Have a conversation. If you've got a financial advisor you can talk to, have them run the analysis and figure out what is going to be your best option for you as a couple overall. Mm-hmm. What's the best thing to do? Yeah. And so like, for instance, say say you're, one of the things is you do have to be a certain age. So say you're a little bit younger than your spouse mm-hmm. and your spouse has reached full retirement age and they're the ones that are the high earner and they've hit 67 and they want to start drawing. And you're like, oh, but I'm, I'm not 67 yet. You can start drawing as spousal benefit as long as you've reached the age of 62. But keep in mind that there are there are penalties for taking prior to your full retirement age, even if it's the spousal benefit, you you can get penalized. I said you you receive 50% of your spouse's benefit, but it, it could be that if you take at age 62, you could actually receive a lower percentage of that of your spouse's benefit than you would have had you waited. So you can receive benefits, you just can't necessarily receive the, the, the full amount. And always keep in mind again if your spouse if your if your personal benefit is higher than what you would receive as a spousal benefit they're going to pay you your retirement benefit your per, your actual retirement benefit they're not you know they're whichever one is higher is the one you get basically yeah and so that's what it it depends there's a lot of scenarios within that's why you've got to take the time before you pull the trigger on this to make sure you've run the numbers and you figured out what is the best for you and for your spouse now this next thing I feel gypped about. This. I know this is bad <laughs> taxes. Ugh. Yeah, I mean, so you've been paying into this system your whole life. You finally get to retirement age at like 67, 68, 70, whatever age it is you start drawing. You're going to draw this money out, and then the government's like, "Oh, we're going to tax you on that." <laughs> yes, you will have to pay taxes on your benefits. That's not I, fair. I'm sorry to give you that news. They uh, lost their tax-free status in 1984. Which is so uncool. Yeah, that's not cool at all. It doesn't take a lot of income for Uncle Sam to come (laughs) a-knocking. He's got his hands open. He's ready for that money. Uh, And the state you live in might also charge you. (gasps) Ouch. So again, (laughs) all over the place. That is where you go take the time and talk to somebody and figure out what is your financial implications? What what are you actually going to be bringing home? And then how much of that is going to be taxes? And you know what Lord. state you live in? It's so it's not as simple as yay! I've hit this full retirement age. I'm going to get this paycheck now. Womp womp womp. Yeah, it's a great thing, but you've got to look at the fine print. It's one of my favorite little bits from. I mean, it's just a tiny little bit. They 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 don't even make that big of a deal out of it. But uh, in the movie Armageddon. When Bruce Willis's uh, crew, they're talking with the government oh, about whether yeah. or not they're going to help, and they go like, "Okay, we want we want this, and we want this, and we want this, and we don't want to pay taxes, taxes ever, ever again." again. <laughs> you're like, um, uh, and that's that's a boat I can get on right there. Oh, that is. I mean, if they got that deal, that oh, is yeah. sweet. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, they they should. It's they save the world. They so. did save the actual planet. They did the, the whole planet. 
Okay, so we've kind of given you some nitty-gritty, some details and stuff. Obviously, there is so much more in-depth to it, and it is a case-by-case. It depends. But I did want to talk a little bit about some of the myths about Social Security. There is a lot out there, but two I really wanted to touch on was Social Security is a Ponzi scheme. And it's, it's not. It's not a Ponzi scheme. It's not like all these ones that are out there. It is transparent. It is something that can, you know, your future generations are doing contributions to help support you. It has been around for 80 years. If it was a Ponzi scheme, it would not have been around for 80 years. So, but I'm not getting my money back when I, when I'm, I'm getting money from, you're getting from my kids or from their yeah, kids. Yeah, exactly. It is everyone's kind of paying it forward, I guess. Isn't that a Ponzi scheme? I'm teasing. I'm teasing. Court. Come on. <laughs> Get off the show. Get off the show. Okay. Uh, I lied. There's actually a couple of myths I'm going to do. Um, okay. So it won't be around. That's a concern. I think a lot of oh, yeah. younger people I've for been, sure are like. They've been telling us that for like the last 15 it's years. It's not going to be around. Politicians. Well, so it's if you truly want to save for yourself, it helps to consider how much of a nest egg you would need to match the protection you get from Social Security. You could buy an annuity to provide monthly income under certain circumstances, but what would it cost? Suppose you were trying to equal the average Social Security retirement worker benefit, which is around $1,500 a month in 2020. You would need hundreds of thousands of dollars to purchase a survivor annuity that matched the benefit starting at age 66 and protected for inflation. A higher paying annuity meant to equal the Social Security family max for top earners, around more than $4,500 a month, would cost nearly a million dollars. Annuity price tags vary as interest rates change. Also, insurance companies charge different annuity, different amounts, so you can't find one lasting dollar figure. So, see, when you think about Social Security and the benefit you're receiving, you hear something like $1,500 a month or $2,000 a month, and you think to yourself, wow, that's really not a lot of money. Yeah. That's a ridiculously small amount that I certainly can't live off of, you know, or whatever it is you're thinking. But you, it doesn't occur to you necessarily how, just exactly how much you have to have invested to to, to generate that kind of to income. To have that coming off of it. Yeah. yeah. And that you're, once you sign up, you're getting this check every month. Mm-hmm. Because that is something that, again, the little commercial cue here on their website. It's like, it's we're on time. We're going to get it to you. We're going to be there for you. Um, so it, it's, it's, it's a, you don't have to think about it. Yes, it's a little amount of money, but it's that solid, stable, guaranteed income coming in. Yeah, but Social Security is going to run out of money. Oh, yeah. I mean... It's not going to be around. It's going to run out of money. Why should I care? Because that those are the main ones I hear all the time. Social Security can pay full benefits up until 2035, and it can continue to pay about 80% of benefits thereafter, according to the program's trustees. So this gap is caused by the fact that a relatively smaller number of workers will be supporting a relatively higher number of retirees. It's those boomers, man. It's those boomers. <laughs> yes, the large number of baby boomers retiring combined with the smaller number of individuals paying into this system through the payroll tax has caused Social Security benefits to surpass the amount of payroll taxes coming in. To make up for this shortfall, Social Security will increasingly draw down its trust fund of $2.9 trillion to supplement the revenues that will continue to pour in. This funding gap can be closed through a combination of modest tax increases, and or phased-in benefit cuts for future retirees. 
Although it has been difficult for lawmakers to make a deal, various policy options show that it is possible. I mean, it's a, you know, Social Security running out of money or I don't know. There's something going on, but that's a bigger problem of the workers right now. Well, I mean, one of the things that, you know, people um, certainly of my age and older remember when full retirement age was 65. Mm -hmm. Full retirement age was 65 and that was it. It was, uh, that was 65. This, this whole phasing, phasing older of the retirement age is something that has come about, but as, as, as part of the way they're, they're shoring up the system. It's like, they didn't want to take, they didn't want to tell people that were almost at the goal line, you're 64 and a half, we're going to change the retirement age to 70. So instead what they did is they started gradually increasing it for, for later on down the road. It doesn't really, it, it hasn't had the the negative psychological impact on me. And thus, I, you know, I haven't hated all of the politicians that decided to do it because I'm like, okay, well, instead of 65, it's 67, you know, and it's, it's still 20 years down the road for me, regardless of when it is. So, I mean, it's for them as a planner, I'm like, oh, now you have this big old window. You don't know when everybody's going to try and take it. You know, you assume everyone's going to be taking it by 70, but it's okay, well, now you've stretched out every year, which is good And that you're, I think back to some of the episodes we talked about, Um, who was it? Oh, the baseball player, how he stretched out his payments over all these years so then the club didn't have to put all this money up front. That was our, our Father's Day episode. Yeah, our Father's yeah. Day episode. But so with this... It's, Go back and listen to our Father's yeah. Day episode if you haven't before. But yeah, there's a, there's a longer period of time that people can pull the trigger and start t- getting this money. But yeah, it's it's hard for them to plan. And we do have a problem on our hands. People are living longer. It is now, it's... People are living older. I think the first time we ever touched on Social Security, I was very quick to bring up the point that, you know, when Social Security originally was set and that retirement age of 65 was set, most people didn't live to 65. Yeah. So- the, 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 the life expectancy was considerably lower back when, when Social Security first was started. And so they were like, yeah, sure, we'll give you a prize if you make it this long. <laughs> yeah. So, okay, you're, you, know, you get the notification that you're going to be getting $1,000 a month. And you're like, oh, well, I mean, that, that doesn't cover a lot. But they, they don't know, you know, Cam could live to 115. Who knows? Yeah, that'd be awesome. <laughs> I did find this list of 10 reasons young people should care about Social Security, not in general I'm caring. <laughs> we'll, we'll do a whole other episode of why I need to convince court to care. I just <laughs> give it your best shot. It'll never happen. Okay, number one is what we were just talking about. If you're lucky, you'll be old someday. The odds of reaching 100 are better than ever. If you're lucky, you'll be old someday. That is not a sentence I ever thought I would hear. (laughs) But you think about it. It's some people, the number of years they're working, their retirement is longer than the number of years they actually worked. Hmm. It's, It's crazy when you start looking at that and that you've got to be having that money coming in to fund your entire retirement time. Okay, number two. Your parents will be old even sooner. Um, I mean, speak for yourself, Katie. My parents are never going to be old. Yeah, I mean, I hope not. Like, we're working on, you know, what was it, in Austin Powers? Like, you just go in the frozen things and freeze. Uh, cryo, cryo. Did, did he age in that? I don't remember. No, he didn't age. Okay. He, he, came, he came out with a... With a, with a full bladder. Yeah. A full bladder. <laughs> okay, so your parents will be old soon so you need to worry about them and them having social security number three 
you're already paying into the system. Yeah, that's that's the big thing. It's like it's, you're you're paying the you're, you're paying into it. You and might as you well. You can't get a job and say, "Oh, I don't want to pay for that." No, sorry, it's no. You've got to pay. Pay for that. <laughs> I just picture a valley girl like, um, <laughs> no, I don't want to pay that. Number four, you benefit when Social Security keeps people out of poverty. I mean, yeah, it's sure. Don't we all benefit? I mean, yeah, you don't want really. Poverty is bad. Okay, it, poverty is bad. We want to keep people out of poverty. Number five, you may need benefits sooner than you think. Yeah, yes. Well, okay, so disability is a big deal. It Mm -hmm. can be a life, a devastating life uh, occurrence. And Social Security is there to help those people that have have become disabled and cannot work anymore. Disabled, if your spouse passes away, like there's different things that come about Mm -hmm. that can be there for you. Yeah. Okay, number six, Social Security ensures that time doesn't eat away at your benefits. So sure. some of those myths you had about, oh, it's really far off. You know, they're trying to make sure that time doesn't eat it away yet. Basically, it's adjusted for inf- inflation. Exactly. Okay. All right. Seven, Social Security benefits are one thing you can hang your hat on. Guaranteed income. Did you pull this from the Social Security website? Because <laughs> my Lord, this sounds like another commercial. <laughs> I just like that we get to say something's good. Golly gar- gee, kid. <laughs> You can hang your hat Social on it. Social Security, you can hang your hat on it. <laughs> we get to actually say something's guaranteed. We're in the financial industry. We never get to guarantee anything. But oh, this is Lord. the Social Security. And like, I mean, we, we you can't come back on us if the Social Security system like collapses. Because we're just saying as of right now. <laughs> I don't I don't know if I would say that, Katie. Compliance might be like, want to bet? <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Number eight. The system works. It's not perfect. It's, you know, obviously when, Court, you were talking about some of those cases that you mm. would work and how they're getting such small benefits. Yes, it's not perfect. It does not replace the economic engine of the person right. who has been disabled now or who's passed away or something, but it helps a little bit. Yeah. It's better than nothing. So it, it works. It's just not perfect. And I think a lot of people, especially in society right now, have such high expectations and expect so much that this is kind of a blow when you think about, oh, I'm only getting a little bit, but it's something. Well, I mean, just think about it this way. Let's say, let's say your salary is, well, let's say your take home is, is $4,000 a month. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and you're working until you're age 67 and you're living off of that $4,000 a month. Let's say optimistically, you're putting some of that away in savings and you're investing some of it. So you actually have a retirement fund as we have encouraged you to do, but still, a good chunk of that money is is going toward your every your your monthly yearly living expenses and then you're going to go from that to what did we say the average social security benefit was it's around like 1500 1500 yeah. so let's say you're a little bit above average cuz you've been earning close to $50,000 a year a little bit over $50,000 a year uh, for however many years 20 the past 20 years or whatever Let's say your benefit is going to be two thousand dollars per month. You've just seen your take home pay cut in half. Yeah. So yeah, it's not a, it's not, and that I, I, I know I've said this already in this episode, but it's I think that that does go through people's heads. They're like, why, why do I care about Social Security? It's not going to be any help to me. Well, it is a help to you. It's just not the be all end all. Yeah. You're going to need. If you didn't more. have it, you remember the numbers we were just talking yeah. about of how you'd have to have hundreds of thousands of dollars saved up that's growing for you mm-hmm. to get this kind of money that you're getting and it's you know 
It's a great thing. It's the last two on here is the alternatives are worse. So if you didn't have it at all. Well, sure, that would be bad. And, you know, life's risky. So having this that you're paying into, it's almost kind of, you're, you're paying your future self and you're paying it for if life happens. If you, you know, have to, heaven forbid, apply for disability or if a spouse passes away or when you hit retirement age. I mean, it's, or if you pass away and your kids need the benefits. There's different things of how you have to look outside of the now and look at the future. Now see here, kids. Listen to your Aunt Perky Pickler as she talks to you about the Social Security Administration and how wonderful it is. You sound like a 1950s like commercial. I'm going to pop up with my rockabilly hair and bright red <laughs> lipstick and be like, okay, let's talk about Social Security. Oh, Lord. We've talked enough about Social Security for one day, I think, Katie. Why don't we wrap this thing up and give people our bullseyes? Katie, what is your oh, bullseye? I'm Katie now. I'm not Perky Pickler. Perky Pickler. <laughs> I'm sorry for being a social security ad, but I'm trying to be an advocate for it because personally, I wanted to do this episode because I have heard a lot about it and obviously I've learned a lot being in the business, but prior to that, I didn't really know what it was, what it can do for us, what all was involved with figuring out how much you get and how it works. Mm-hmm. And yes, uh, yeah, I got to throw it in there. The website, there's information out there. Their website is good. It's available. But one of the things to keep in mind is the protection that the Social Security offers survivors and disabled breadwinners can be a lifeline for families for all ages. They help households stay afloat financially at times of grave crisis, and it really is a foundation they needed for the economic plan for the long haul. And it's one of those, if you didn't have this opportunity, think of how much money you would have to be saving to have that guaranteed check come in each month. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, so that's a that's a that's a good bullseye. Bullseye. Um, as a as a former attorney who worked in an area where I saw a lot of disabled people, uh, people who were relying on Social Security, I can say that it has a place in society. It is a it is a, overall the net is positive. I think for what it for what it provides to us, and could it be done better? Possibly. Um, do I think the guys up on the hill in DC are going to figure out a way to make it work better? Not, not likely anytime soon. Um, so, you know, just understand that you're, you're paying into it and you, you deserve to get something back and, but be sure that you talk to your planner about when is the best time for you Mm -hmm. to get it back. Well, and not to be a little bummer, but I want to stress this. When we talk about disability, it doesn't mean that, you know, your will necessarily that your wheelchair boundary like that. You could be a doctor that's trained your whole life. And if you can't simply put your thumb and finger together in like a pinching movement, you could be considered disabled Mm -hmm. because you no longer can do your field. You can't hold that scalpel anymore. Yeah. So it's just crazy to think about that, that if you are in a field specifically that something like a you know a hand injury or a small car crash that could affect you then social security is you know something that can be there as supplemental bullseye oh ladies and gentlemen there's the closing bell you've made it to the end of yet another episode of the bullcast podcast if you liked what you heard and this is the first time you heard it go back and listen to the rest of our catalog we've got over 60 episodes that you can just crank through it'll be a blast if you'd like to find out more about me and katie 
you can um, go to our website. That's bullcastpodcast.com. Feel free to leave us a comment or suggest a, an episode topic if you'd like to. You can also read about me and Katie there. Uh, make sure you do go to your favorite subscription service and sign up to get this podcast beamed directly into your ears once a week, every Thursday. You like pictures? We got pictures. You want to go to Instagram and check us out? That's uh, Bullcast Podcast. At Bullcast Podcast is our Instagram handle. Uh, we also have a Twitter handle that's at Bullcast Podcast as well. And finally, Katie and I work for a place called Pickler Wealth Advisors. We're an independent advisory firm. We are um, Our broker-dealer is Commonwealth. If you'd like to find out more about our firm, more about our excellent team, and more about our boss, David Pickler, please feel free to go to our website. That's picklerwealthadvisors.com. That's advisors with an O. Not an E. That's correct. Ladies and gentlemen, I have given you everything you need to go forth and be merry, including information on... Social Security. From Perky Pickler. So, <laughs> for now, I'm Court. I'm Katie. I'm Cam. And we are out. <laughs>